Welcome along, I'm Alan Williams and this is the Alan Williams Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 74 of the Alan Williams Podcast, the first episode of 2021. Happy New Year to you all! I know it's a little bit late to be saying that, you're all going, it's the 27th of January! I'm aware it's the 27th of January, but Happy New Year to you all! It is the first episode I've been able to record this year. There's been a few reasons for that, which I am going to explain in a moment. But yeah, I just want to wish you all a good new year because we've had a tough old 2020. We all have. And I just want to wish you all the best going forward. I want you to get into the mindset of making it a great year, not waiting for it to hopefully be a good year. I want you to positively go out into the world and make things happen for yourself and decide that it's going to be a great year. It'll be what you make it. We all have the power to do that. There's nothing in store for us unless we go and make things happen for ourselves. So that's the first message to share with you today is make a conscious decision now that 2021 is going to be an amazing year for you. Don't get bogged down with all the negativity that's going on in the outside world. Make it a great year. Why am I only recording the first episode of the year on the 27th of January? Well, few reasons. The first being it has been absolutely insane over the last few weeks. January is always my busy time of year, but this year especially seems to have been really, really busy, more so than usual. I guess people are just struggling a little bit at the moment. After the year 2020 we had, maybe people need a little bit more support and a little bit more help now. So I found myself really busy over the last few weeks. There was another reason that I didn't record the podcast as well until now. Coming up to Christmas, I was starting to hit a little bit of burnout. I was finding myself quite run down, quite... Lacking in energy at times, mental clarity at times wasn't great and it was just the accumulation of a difficult year and the fact that I was really, really over the top with work. It was just non-stop. From lockdown last year, when we went into lockdown in March, for me it was just non-stop after that. I never had any rest, I never had any recovery time. I was really, I suppose, focusing so much on supporting other people that I was almost neglecting myself at times. So when Christmas hit, I decided I was going to take the three weeks off. I didn't take three weeks off because typically me being me, I got back to work sooner than I should have. I suppose I find it hard to say no to people. Once January hit, I was getting a lot of requests from people looking for different things. Before January even hit, actually, I had decided I was going to finish work about a week before Christmas. And I ended up working all the way to Christmas Eve because media outlets came looking for articles and I just can't say no to people. So I said I'd do them. And then I thought, OK, well, now I'll be off until I think it was the 15th of January. That didn't happen. As soon as the new year came, I was back into work again. So I have to learn to draw the boundaries and say no to people a little bit more than what I do at times. And just not even for my own benefit, it is for that, but also for the benefit of my clients and the people I work with too. Because if I'm run down, I can't really bring the best of me to them. So it's important that I look after myself as well. That is why the podcast hasn't been recorded until the 27th of January. I've made a decision now that when things get really busy... I need to prioritise myself and my own health and my own well-being. And the only way I can do that is by saying no to certain things. And some of the things that are going to have to be put on the back burner at times are probably the stuff that I give up my free time to do that I don't get paid for, which is the likes of the podcast, the weekly email that goes out. There's a lot of different bits and pieces, but I have to start prioritising a little bit more because I can't continue going where I'm heading towards working 15, 16 hours a day at times and it's just too much. And then I hit Christmas and I actually didn't really realise it until I stopped working and I got a bit of time off. I didn't realise again how run down I was and I found it really difficult to get back into it again. It took me a couple of weeks just feeling lethargic, feeling like 
burnout was around the corner. So to prevent that happening going forward, I have to start looking after myself a little bit better. So you might find that there's less podcasts. I'm going to do my best to get one a week out. But during really busy times, I'm not going to hold myself to where I was previously in the mindset of there has to be a podcast this week. That was what I was always thinking. It has to be done weekly because consistency is important to me. But then you have to balance it off as well and give yourself a little bit of leeway and say, well, if things are really busy, maybe it's okay to step away from it for the odd week. So that's kind of where I'm at. It got me thinking about today's podcast and I want to speak a little bit about burnout itself and just minding yourself a little bit more, a little bit better. And one of the things I think we forget about sometimes is the importance of having a release or having a fun strategy in our lives. What's your fun strategy? A lot of us don't have one. We don't think about it. We've got a strategy for making money. We've got a strategy for getting in shape. We've got a strategy for running our family home efficiently. We've got a strategy for everything except having fun. Somewhere along the line, we forgot to make time to have fun. We've got so serious. We've got so busy. Life is a bit of a rat race. We forgot to take the time out and say, it's time for me to have a little bit of fun at the moment. I've got to enjoy myself. That's what life is about. What's the point? What's the point in making huge amounts of money if you're not going to have fun? What's the point in doing all these great things in your career if it's no fun? If you're going to hit 75 years of age and you're going to look back and say, I haven't had any fun whatsoever in the last 20 years, then what is the point? So I want to bring that to your attention today. What is your fun strategy? What do you do? I think most people need a release. Everybody probably needs a release in some way, shape or form. So what is your release from that serious life? Where is your downtime? What's the thing that you enjoy doing? And make time for it. Actually schedule it in your diary. Make time for it. That is my time to have some fun. Things I enjoy. I love watching football. I go to football every weekend. (laughs) During normal, regular times, I go to football every weekend. Watch a lot of football on television. Other fun time for me is going to see my family. Going to see my little nieces who are just going two years old. I've got a wee nephew as well. So just going and playing with them at times. I've got one little niece now I visit every Friday. And she's her second birthday was in January. I go and play football with her every weekend. And she loves it. She gets the football ready when she sees me coming. And she runs over with a big hug. And we have a little bit of a little bit of time. She's going to be a footballer, by the way. <laughs> um, I'm turning her into a footballer. But she loves it. So we're kicking about all the time for maybe half an hour. And we have a bit of fun. And I enjoy that. And you know what? It's a release from everything as well. Sometimes I think when you make contact with kids that age they remind you of the importance of having fun and the actual important things in life and you start to see that being serious all the time is not the best way to live your life you need that time away from it so I guess everybody's release is going to be different there's different things people enjoy sometimes people probably just need half an hour lying on the floor playing with their dog maybe that's all they need whatever makes you happy or makes you laugh or brings a bit of stress relief or releases endorphins that make you feel good then go and do that thing it might be sitting down watching rubbish on the television for half an hour i think i told you before during lockdown one of the things i got into was watching a place in the sun at lunchtime as as stupid as it sounds i actually just started enjoying it i started fitting my lunch around it so i was watching a place in the sun so it's just that release again it's a half an hour where you're switching off from work and you're switching off from the wind and rain outside in the irish winter and you're looking at something that's over in spain viewing lovely apartments i have i have an interest in in property in that anyway so i find it quite fascinating but also you're just seeing the sun and the beaches and it just takes you away to a different from place for an hour or so sometimes things like that as, as daft as they sound can work quite well as a release so i do think it's important that we all 
find time and make time to have a bit of fun in our lives identify what your fun strategy is what are the things that you enjoy doing what brings a little bit of fun or enjoyment to your life and then go and do it and make time for it and and schedule it into your week and make it happen every week and view it as being as important as the meeting for work that's due on a wednesday morning make it as important as that schedule it make it happen one of the things i think i forgot coming towards the end of last year was that i like to laugh I love to laugh. I love to have a bit of fun. I love just daft humour at times. And that is an important release for me as well. So I think if anybody has ever attended a workshop or a seminar I've done, you've probably found yourself laughing through it on occasions as well, because that's the type of person I am. So yes, I'm very driven work-wise and I'm very focused when I'm at it. And I, I want everybody to do really well and I want to get the best results I can for people. And when I'm on stage, I want to bring them as much value as possible. But you'll also find that that is broken up with little bits of humour and jokes and things like that in there as well, because that's who I am too. So that side of my personality tends to come out at times as well. So if you've ever attended a seminar, you can probably identify with that. You've probably had a few laughs along the way as well. So I do think that's important. And coming towards the end of 2020, I was forgetting to laugh because I was getting so bogged down in how busy I was. And then the fact that you see so much negativity online and you even speak to people and straight off, they just go into talking about coronavirus. They don't even, they don't even do the Irish thing about talking about the weather anymore. They go straight into coronavirus. So I was starting to find that I was forgetting to laugh. So I had to actually just remind myself of that in the last few weeks as well. Laugh, have fun, be happy. The world is not ending. We're all okay. We'll come out the other side of it. You gotta laugh. You gotta have fun. So yeah, just reminding yourself of that occasionally as well, and making time for ringing up a friend, having a chat about nothing, having a bit of a laugh, and feeling better afterwards. Make those things happen. It's a bit of a pity that we can't meet up in person at the minute, but we can only make the most of it. We can only do what we can do. With regard to the issue of burnout, which I've kind of touched on already, there's a few things I would recommend in that regard. The first, obviously, is your fun strategy. Make time for that because that's so important. If everything is revolving around work, it's going to cause problems for you. So make time for the fun strategy. But let people help you as well. And that is something that it took me a while to learn. Let people help you delegate stuff. You don't have to do everything and you don't have to be good at everything. And me sometimes being a bit of a perfectionist, in the earlier days, I think I expected myself to be brilliant at everything. And I was probably too hard on myself when I realised that you know, I wasn't great at everything. And then I put needless amounts of time into trying to improve certain areas that I didn't really need to, that didn't bring me that much value or that maybe didn't bring that much to my business and that weren't productive use of my time. My time would have been better spent doing the stuff that I am good at, working with clients, speaking, bringing value to people, as opposed to maybe trying to figure out how to do something on a computer or trying to build a website or whatever it is, stuff that's not my area of expertise. So now I've figured out that what I need to do is actually use my time wisely and use it productively and let other experts take care of that stuff for me. Because somebody can have a page on my website done within a couple of hours that they know what they're doing. Whereas me, I would spend six months trying to do that page on my website and it still wouldn't be as good. So it makes more sense for me to spend that few hours doing stuff that I am good at that's going to make me money. And then I can pay that person to do their few hours working on the website. So don't be afraid to let people help you. Delegate. You don't have to be good at everything. Don't expect yourself to be good at everything. Nobody's good at everything. We've all got areas of weaknesses. But likewise, we've all got our areas of strengths. So work on your areas of strength and only work on your areas of strength. 
there's some things maybe you do need to improve on that you can bring benefit to yourself that is worth learning how to do yourself but other things the likes of building a website that I will never be good at because I'm not tech minded it doesn't make sense for me to waste a lot of time and energy on that so don't be afraid to delegate things is one of the most important things I've learned where workload is concerned delegate let people help you don't be too proud to say I'm not very good at this could you help me out most people are more than happy to help you out. So just bear that in mind. Delegate wherever you can. I think as well, every achievement takes time and it takes a lot of work. And I don't think that people always see that. There's a lot of failures along the way too. And when I speak about burnout hitting, it's because I put so much effort into what I'm doing and so much work into it. But people people only see you, I suppose, they see me speaking in front of big crowds. And this, by the way, is this is not me saying, aren't I great? It's it's definitely not that at all. It's just to explain where I'm coming from here. People maybe see me speaking in front of big crowds or they see that people are engaging with me on social media or I've got a little bit of a following built up or they see that I'm writing for a national newspaper or I'm speaking on a radio station, whatever I'm doing. And they just think, maybe they just see the glamorous side of it. I think they just see the glamorous side. They see the shiny object. They see God isn't that wonderful. They don't see what goes on behind the scenes. So I'm speaking to you about burnout today because I'm being very honest with you. And I'm telling you about the difficulties that I've had over the last few months. And how I have worked so, so hard. Because I want people to understand that. Success in inverted commas, whatever it is for you. Success comes hard. Success comes from so much graft behind the scenes. And it comes from failure upon failure upon failure. So yes, you might see me on stage and you might see a huge audience there and you think, God, that's amazing what he's done. How did he do that? But you don't see what went on behind the scenes. You don't see this time when I've come to Christmas and I've nearly hit burnout because most people don't tell you about this. And everybody, I guess, that has achieved anything in life or that has achieved a level of success has probably experienced a lot of the stuff I'm speaking about now, but they don't tell you about it. They're happy to present the persona of the super successful person. Look at me, am I wonderful? But I can guarantee you everybody that has got there has experienced failure along the way. Failure is not the opposite of success. Failure is part of success. You have to fail before you can succeed. I believe that with all my heart. You have to fail before you can succeed. I have failed time and time and time again. I have designed talks where I didn't create connection. I have had talks or speaking events which were pretty poor. I have had clients back in the beginning that didn't do very well. They're all doing much better now because I've improved myself. I've improved my own knowledge. I've improved as a coach. But I think all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, you need to understand that it's the what you're seeing now if you're seeing me speaking in front of a big crowd, you're seeing years and years and years. You're not seeing something that was bashed out the night before and he's just magically made this happen. You're not seeing that. And if you're seeing one of my clients who has lost three stone, you're not seeing somebody who's lost three stone overnight and it was easy for them. You're seeing somebody who has put a hell of a lot of work in over a long period of time. So I just want to really reiterate that today. That yes, it does take a hell of a lot of hard work for whatever it is that you want to achieve. Be mindful along the way that you're not doing too much, that you're going to hit burnout. That's where I have, and, and it's still an ongoing process for me. I was going to say that's where I've struggled in the past. It's still an ongoing process. It's a learning process all the time. I definitely am getting better at minding myself. I'm getting more self-aware. I'm reminding myself a little bit more now. I can identify it now. In the past, I couldn't. In the past, I, I remember a time when I worked three years consistently without taking a break because I was so desperate to make it work. I was so desperate to succeed. But I couldn't see 
that what I was doing was killing me. I couldn't even see that. Whereas now I'm a lot more self-aware. I can feel it coming on. I know if I'm doing too much. And I knew coming up to Christmas I was doing too much. The issue wasn't that I couldn't see it. The issue was having boundaries. The issue was saying no to people, which is something I find hard to do by my nature, but I need to get better at it. So I just want to make you aware of some of those things because maybe some of you can identify with them, especially at the moment. People are working from home. People are finding things difficult, but just be mindful as well to look after yourself. Take care. But certainly with the attainment of any goal or anything that has been achieved in life, a lot of work has gone in behind the scenes that the public probably don't see. Even with the podcast, people say to me quite regularly now, oh, the podcast has really took off. And it's like it was only invented three weeks ago, or maybe they've only discovered it three weeks ago. But the reality is that I've been working on the podcast for two years now. We're at episode 74 now. The first 10 episodes are probably not very good. They get better as you go just by persevering and by turning up time after time after time and sticking with it. But there is a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes. It's not a case of just sitting down and hitting record and just talking and hoping for the best. A lot of work goes in. A lot of preparation goes in. The guest episodes, there can be quite a bit of logistics involved in trying to get myself and a guest together. I've got a busy life. Most of the guests I have on are high achievers and they've got busy schedules as well. So it can be quite difficult to find a time as much as anything that suits both of us. I remember actually when I was getting David on, David Gillick. I text David and I was like, do you want to come to the podcast? He's like, yeah, sound. I'll give you a call later. That afternoon he rang me. He had a missed call. Rang him back. Didn't get him. And if you looked at the call log, I think there was six or seven missed calls where we were trying to get each other. So sometimes we're so busy that we can't even get each other on the phone. Never mind trying to sit down and record a podcast and have a conversation. But there is certainly a lot that goes in. There's a lot of commitment and there's a lot of effort on my part and on the part of our guests to actually bring the podcast to you. So I just wanted to bring that to light as well because again I think people do think it's just you know it's so easy just turn up and do a podcast they don't see how much time and effort goes in behind the scenes and then there is preparation for the podcast sometimes there's a little bit of research to be done on certain guests most of my guests I know quite well anyway so they will be personal friends a lot of them we can sit down we can have a very natural conversation and I like to think that comes across in the podcast one of the things I always say to to people when I get them on is we want to keep this as normal as possible, as if it's just me and you sitting down having a regular conversation like we always would. And the guest then or the listener feels like they're just getting to listen in on that conversation. I don't want it to be an interview as such. It's more just a conversation. And then I just say to them, if any of us say something that gets us in trouble, that might get us in trouble, or if we say something that we don't want included in the podcast, we can come back and we can edit that out. It's not an issue. That gives people a little bit of freedom and a little bit of peace of mind that they can have a natural conversation. But actually, we've never edited anything out of a podcast. We're 74 episodes in and we've never edited anything out. And the only thing actually that has ever been edited is if I coughed or I sneezed. (laughs) Things like that get edited out. But the actual conversation, we've never edited anything out. So you're getting the actual authentic conversation on the podcast when we bring them to you. But uh, yeah, coming back to that point about release the point about everybody having a release be it your fun strategy or whatever it is i wonder sometimes why people turn to certain things as a release and certain things are maybe more destructive than others as a release a lot of people i believe turn to things like alcohol and drugs i've never touched a drug in my life i've never experimented i've never tried anything <laughs> i'm proud to say and i know a lot of people go god he's had a sheltered life maybe you will say that but i'm i'm happy enough with that that was the way i was brought up and the belief around drugs in my house was always that it was the devil and you'd never touch them and i think we would have probably grown up even scared to even think about trying them and i'm so glad that i was brought up that way to be honest because i don't know has anybody 
ever benefited in the long run from having things like cocaine and cannabis in their lives. So I'm, I'm happy enough. I don't see the, the benefit of having that as a release. I think alcohol is an interesting one. I think a lot of people use alcohol as a release. I think a lot of people use food as a release. They use it to comfort themselves, to make themselves feel better. And the question I would ask is, why are you doing it? And what's the trigger point for it? I think sometimes we try to cure the symptom rather than the actual problem. Well, why, you know, I drink alcohol, I drink wine on a Friday night, I must stop doing that. So we're trying to actually cure the symptom. But maybe the real issue is deeper than that. So what is the problem? What's causing you to turn to alcohol every Friday night? Maybe it's stress in your life that you're not managing. Maybe it's a job that you hate. Maybe it's constant rows with a partner that you're too afraid to actually sit down and have a conversation about that things need to be faced. Maybe we're actually avoiding the real issue and we're turning to destructive behaviours, things that don't really benefit us. Maybe we're just not happy with something in our lives. Maybe there's something that we're kicking down the road that we're avoiding, that we know I need to sit down and face that thing, that that would give me some freedom and that would take a weight off my shoulders if I actually faced it, faced it head on as opposed to just burying it in a bottle of wine every Friday or Saturday night, or both nights, whatever you do yourself. So just a couple of things to think about there. Why do I do what I do? How do I use releases? There, I, I believe there are healthy releases and there are unhealthy releases. We spoke about some of the healthier ones earlier, some of the unhealthier ones. Maybe the trigger is what we need to look at. And I think we do it with food as well. It's not just alcohol. Why do some people... Maybe be in a gym, training really hard, and then less than an hour later, they go home and they've had a row with their partner and suddenly they're tucking into a tub of Ben and Jerry's in front of the television. And the whole tub is gone within 10 minutes. And I'm not saying it's, you know, that you can never eat Ben and Jerry's, of course not. But if it's a constant behaviour and it's something that you find happening regularly, maybe it's the trigger that needs to be examined as opposed to the Ben and Jerry's. Maybe the Ben and Jerry's is not the issue. Maybe that's the result of something else that's happening. So identify the trigger, I think, can go a long way. In terms of resilience and coping is something else that I'm, I'm looking into a lot at the moment as well. And I've spoken about when people see you as a success or they think you've achieved something and they don't see what's gone on behind the scenes. Failure is a massive part of success. I think you have to fail before you can succeed. Fail time and time and time again. I took out a lease on a gym in 2015. I've told you about this before. The gym didn't go well. I failed. I left after a year. And I was very much at a turning point in my life then. You've got a couple of choices. You think, do I give up on the dream? The thing that I've wanted all my life? And just go back to work in a regular job. Which to me is a nightmare at this stage. I couldn't work for somebody else. I love the freedom. I love what I do. I love seeing what I can achieve. I love pushing myself. I love making the decisions. I love the fact that I'm the one that's accountable and there's nowhere to hide. Not everybody will love that, but I love it. So going back and working a regular job just wouldn't appeal to me at all. But that's the point it was at in my life. I had the option to do that. I tried the gem thing, which I thought I'd want to do all my life and I'd failed. So now do I go back and work a regular job or do I push on and persevere? Because that's a challenge in time in anybody's life. At that point, all sorts of things go through your head. You start to doubt yourself. Self-loathing kicks in. You start to question everything. Am I as good as I thought I was? Maybe the public have decided that I'm not. I've opened a gym and they haven't been coming through the doors. Maybe they don't believe in me. Maybe the belief I'd put in myself was misplaced. Maybe I just need to give up. Maybe I need to admit defeat and throw in the towel. You know what, folks? Everyone here listening to this can identify with what I'm saying because you're going to have had times like that in your life. You're going to have had times like that on your weight loss journey. 
you've been going well, things have started to take a dip after a while. You start to doubt yourself. You start to doubt the whole process. You start to doubt your ability to achieve the goal. You've got two choices in that situation. You can give up and end up right back where you were and go back to that miserable place again that you didn't want to be. That place that you decided needed to change, which is why you started trying to better yourself. Or you can say, I have to persevere here. I have to keep pushing on. Keep going. Turn up day after day after day. Sometimes it's just about turning up. It's just doing it when you don't feel like it. Keep showing up. That can be the most hard, most difficult part of all. But keep showing up day after day after day. That's what people don't see when they see me standing on stage. They don't see when I'm handing over the keys to that gym for the last time and I'm devastated and I'm gutted and I feel like I've failed again and I feel like my whole world is caving in. They don't see that. They don't see any of it. But that's happened. And that will continue to happen. Now I can reframe things and I know that that is part of success. I know that every failure has to happen to bring about success. But it's not a stop sign. Failure is not a stop sign. Failure is a sign that says, can you find a way around me? I'm failure. I'm the sign. Can you find a way around? The people that look for a way around are the ones that will ultimately find success. The ones that see that stop sign and say, I failed. Poor me. I give up. They're the ones that are never going to move forward. And that may sound harsh, but that is the reality. If you are serious about achieving your goal, if you are serious about achieving whatever you want to achieve in your life, you will encounter failure. You will. I promise you now. It's up to you whether you're going to choose to look for a way around it and persevere and keep going, or whether you're going to throw in the towel and give up. 90% I would say throw in the towel and give up. Be in the 10%. Keep going. 95% of businesses go out of business within the first five years, new businesses. 95%, that's a staggering number, go out of business within the first five years. Why? I think, and this is just my belief, anecdotal evidence, I think they don't persevere enough. They expect things to magically happen straight off, the same as some people do on a weight loss journey. And I'm seven and a half years into business now. I would say I'm only really seeing the fruits of my labours now. If I was expecting things to be perfect within the first three years, there's not a hope I would be here speaking to you today because it doesn't happen. You have to persevere and you have to keep going. Brings me on to the final subject for today. I was meant to keep the podcast short and sweet today, but it kind of got a little bit over time, got carried away as usual. I hope you don't mind. The last thing I wanted to speak about today is the importance of managing stress and managing anxiety and how I think it is more important than ever in today's society. There's a trend that... I'm a little bit weary of, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with, and I do think, in a way, it could be doing more harm than damage. And that trend is, in modern society, I believe we could be creating a major anxiety or mental health problem for our younger generation. Hear me out on this. I think these days, everything seems to be deemed offensive, sexist, racist. There seems to be a problem with everything we say. I know myself now running a public social media account. I am so conscious of what I say. So conscious to the point that in the past I have overanalyzed everything before posting it. And now I've made a decision that I'm just going to be me. And if people don't like that, don't follow me. Jog on. You know, I think sometimes we can go overboard. Of course, nobody wants to offend anybody. Of course we don't. And and that's normal. And I'm 100% in agreement with that. I have zero desire to offend anybody. I don't want to do that. But some of the stuff we see now is gone beyond ridiculous. 
It has gone absolutely insane. Everything is deemed as offensive. The most innocent, innocuous comment, somebody is looking to be offended by it. And in some cases, we've got people jumping in to be offended for the person. The person themselves is not offended. Somebody else is jumping in to be offended. I think that's a dangerous game. And I think we're headed down a dangerous path with that. The reason I think we're headed down a dangerous path with that is because I sometimes wonder now if our younger generation are almost being brought up, being taught to be offended. So it's normal for them to be offended by all of these small little inoffensive things. In my opinion, a lot of them are inoffensive. Of course, some are not, but a lot of them are inoffensive. And I wonder now if we've gone too far the other way, that our younger generation are now going to grow up being taught that every little thing they should be offended by, because that's the generation they've grown up in. And here's the problem with that. If they're going to be offended by every little thing, they are never going to develop resilience. They are never going to develop coping skills. That's okay to a certain point. But all of you listening to this know as well as I do, life is not easy. The real world is not easy. When you go into a job situation, so you leave school, you go into a job or a career, there is going to be pressure put on you. There is going to be pressure to meet targets. There are going to be loads of different cultures that you're going to come across, people from different backgrounds. There is going to be times when you are really struggling to hit a certain deadline. There is going to be times when managers are coming down hard on you. And if you are going to get offended every time somebody even questions your work or expects a little bit more of you, if there's no coping skills during those times, then that's a problem. That's a problem. And what's going to happen from there? The anxiety of that young person is going to increase. We could see mental health problems with that generation as well. If they haven't got the skills to deal with everyday life, to deal with work environments, to deal with stresses. So I am a little bit concerned with the direction society is taking. And I wonder if maybe 10 years down the road is when we'll really see the impact of all this stuff. So it's just something I thought I would bring to your attention today. Just my own thoughts, my own opinions. Um, some you might agree with, some you might not, but that's what we're all here for. And that's the beauty of the world, that we all have different opinions and thoughts on things. And that is something I want to keep intact as well, and without offending anybody. So I want to finish on a positive note today, because there's been some heavy stuff in there today. But we'll finish on a positive note for the first episode of the year. We've come through a fairly difficult year, but this year is a new year and we're ready to go again. And I just want to say, anybody listening to this, you're doing great. I know things are tough. I know things are challenging. But please stop and give yourself a pat on the back and remind yourself of the things you're doing well. Some of you have been thrown into a situation of homeschooling, for example. You've never homeschooled in your life. It is totally new. You're not meant to be good at it. So don't put too much stress or expectation on yourself. All you can do is your best. I mentioned earlier about that thing of expecting ourselves to be great at everything. You don't have to be. This is new to you. All you're doing is learning as you go. So give yourself a little bit of credit. Give yourself a pat on the back. You're doing a great job. We're all coping as best we can at the moment. And that is all we can do. And we will have a better year this year. Without a doubt. Coming back to where we started the podcast. Make it a great year. I want you to now actively go out into the world. Make things happen for yourself. Do those things like having a fun strategy. Make time at the weekend to go to the park and play with the kids, play with the ducks, whatever it is that you do. Make time for it. Enjoy it. Life is what we make it. I want you to go and make it a great one in 2021. All the best. I'm going to speak to you again next week.